When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello, I am Matt Williamson. This episode is brought to you by Live Casino. You know what time it is? It's time for football and time to jump into the action at FanDuel Sportsbook and lounge at Live Casino. Bet on your favorite teams at our self-service kiosk and sit back and watch the players duke it out on the field on our massive 40-foot video wall. Bet, watch, and win at Live Casino Pittsburgh, Route 30 at the Westmoreland Mall. Gambling problem? Call one 800 Gambler. And I am here to rapidly talk about what we just saw. Uh, pulling back the curtain, as usual, on Sunday night. I am recording this after the late games, before the Sunday nighter. Um, but what a football game by your football, your Pittsburgh Steelers. Effort, you know, uh, pride, uh, things like that, I think, are evident with this organization starts with ownership down the line to the coach and the players and the leaders and the Cam Haywards of the world. And oftentimes, whenever I have this Sunday night pod, I'll go through a lot of uh, stats with you, you know, things that I thought were prominent, but really, even in the first half or at the end of the game, looking at the stats... It's a very equal game. I mean, it really was. And I didn't think this was a game that had one huge play that was just one bounce that went to the other. I thought the Steelers deserved the win. We're the slightly better team, got the win at home. And a lot of it was just based on effort on both sides of the ball. I mean, give Trubisky all the credit in the world. You know, um, it, there's a lot I can say and there's a lot I'm going to say. So, what we're going to do for this podcast is I'm going to do the first half is going to be thumbs up, which is a long list. Uh, the second half is thumbs down, which is a short list. And then a couple news and notes that are sort of league division, picket, trisky, stuff like that. And then we'll wrap it up and then we'll get back at it tomorrow with some more detailed analysis. So thumbs up, Mike Tomlin. Uh, I mean, guys won a lot of games. I say this a lot, that there are not 32 human beings on the planet that know how to consistently win NFL football games as a head coach. There just aren't. And any given time in history, there's probably between 10 and 20 of them on the on the planet that are employed. <laughs> I'm not talking about Mike Shanahan, who's not coaching anymore. Guys like that. Tomlin is clearly one of them and knows even when things go bad, how to righten the ship and get wins that he shouldn't. I mean, I gave this team no chance, to be honest with you. I mean, after the injury, final injury report came out, I thought, I really thought this was their attitude, was play a bunch of new guys, maybe you find something in them, almost like a preseason environment, and you take the loss here, probably in an ugly fashion, and then you hopefully get healthy going forward, play the Dolphins tough, go from there, get a bye in two weeks, and figure it out. Um, not the case at all. You know, not the case at all. And 
I think Tomlin has a lot to do with that. And it's not really an X's and O's thing. I just think it's a leadership prepping the team throughout the week, the messages you consistently send to the right people behind the scenes, what's acceptable, what isn't. And those things translate into wins in the big picture. They might not for a month at a time or whatever, but they do in the big picture. Um, I thought a huge key was something that's been lacking with this team forever, and it didn't sustain, was a quick start. I mean, a lot of energy. The offense moved the football right off the bat. I thought that was massive. So thumbs up to a quick start. That also reflects on coaching, the importance of this game, the energy in the crowd, all those type of things. Thumbs up has to go to Trubisky. I mean, has to. 12 yards per attempt. Moved the football. I thought he played with much, much less hesitation and concern and I think that was a big problem with him before was the whole whole stadium's chanting Kenny. They drafted this kid in the first round. It's just a matter of time before I lose my job. I'm going to do everything possible not to lose it. But it's already been lost. And now it's like, what do I have to lose? You know, I might as well sling it out there. I might as well, you know, make throws that I wouldn't have a month ago. Nine out of 12 for 144. I'm not the biggest QBR guy. But he's a 91.3 QBR. I mean, compare that to Brady, who was at 58.5. You know, I mean, numbers don't really say, you know, the, the whole extent of what he did, though. He, he he made plays. I mean, there was a sack or a couple plays where it kind of looked like the Trubisky we had known. But there was a lot more that was aggressive and shows what he's potentially capable of. Um, thumbs up. I have Kenny Pickett, question mark. Um, I certainly didn't think he was bad. We didn't see a ton of him, obviously, but I did think he was sharp against a really tough defense and looked like he was going down the road of making me think he was about to pass step number two. Um, Who's to say what's going to happen with him going forward? Um, Next thumbs up is Najee question mark. Again, he was not a slam dunk in the up column. But I thought he showed more burst in this game and a little more explosion and aggression as a runner than at any point throughout this season. Now, the results weren't tremendous. You know, 14 carries, 42 yards, and one of those or 14 of those yards came on one carry, which was a nice run. Doesn't leave you a whole lot. 28 yards then on the other 13 carries. Um, So I was hesitant to give him a thumbs up, but I did think he moved better and was more decisive. I think you have to give thumbs up to Deontay Johnson. A lot of the almost plays he's made this year, he made this game, some of them in a clutch manner. Um, Looked like he was consistently getting open watching on tape or on TV, but we'll see on tape, but it sure seemed that way. That's what we're used to with this guy, and he's a superb route runner. He causes problems. So certainly thumbs up to Chase Claypool. I mean, some clutch plays, especially with Trubisky. Um, It's not his best stat line as a Steeler, but this is as good a game as I can remember as a Steeler player in terms of his contributions. And he still chipped in, of course, with 9 for 76 and a touchdown. Or seven for 96. I got my sevens and nines mixed up there, I guess. Um, fantastic day for Claypool. And best thing about it was he he looked like a player you could count on. And I haven't said that about him a lot. My biggest thumbs up, I think, is Cam Hayward. 
Many of these Sundays, I have not had him in the thumbs up column. He's been in the thumbs down, worried about him, yada, yada. Is he the same? Never once said he was a bad player, but I thought it was time to worry if he's still an elite player. And if you listen to Friday's podcast, I think my exact words were, if the Steelers do win this or if they slow down Brady, Cam has to be the best player on the field. I didn't know if he was still able to be the best player on the field. He was probably the best player on the field today. And just the way he was acting between plays, getting everyone aligned, keeping the intensity up, leader, star player, showed it again. I think that's very encouraging for the rest of this season career. I mean, I think that, you know, maybe the arrow is pointing down. It's bound to at some point, but... When you needed him most, he was a stud. And I think that directly reflected on another thumbs-up player. That's Ogan Joby. In the backfield, a ton. Explosive off the ball. Came back from injury quickly. You know, obviously very competitive. Um, Massive contributor in this game. I mean, interior pressure was a key. It was one of my big keys. And these two presented it as well as stopping the run. Beat up on sort of a rebuilt interior O-line. And if he can do that more often than not, that's a heck of an addition. And it's definitely his best game. I want to give Loudermilk a thumbs up too. Not that he did a ton, but this was his first game to get a helmet and be active. He started. He played some of that big end role that they've been doing with Watt out. And I thought he held up well. Good game by Miles Jack as well as Bush. I didn't think either were a liability. I I was worried that Brady would pick on especially Bush, of course. But they both made plays. I saw very little negative out of both of them. They both showed toughness. And, you know, Jack came back from injury and Bush made a, broke up a humongous play. So that's f- phenomenal. I think Edmonds has to be a a thumbs-up guy. And and I think Coach Tomlin mentioned this in the press conference, too. It's easy for a lot of us to overlook, you know, the communication on the back end. I mean, he's the only one in your nickel secondary that played in this game. And I didn't see any coverage bus. I'm sure he was the one getting everyone aligned. He made some good plays as well. He's a quality football player. Is he ever going to be a star? No. But he's a good player. He's a quality player. He showed that again. And again, no mistakes from Jack Bush, Edmonds. You know, that's huge. Brady loves attacking the middle of the field, and that's their neighborhood. Uh, With the exception of jumping off sides on a couple field goals, um, I thought Pierre was phenomenal. It looked like Brady wanted to pick on him and had very little success doing so. Really excited to watch the All-22 to see if I'm right, if it's snap after snap. I'm not saying they have something there, but who knows? You know, I mean, the cornerback situation's in flux. He has played some snaps here. These were some of his best. Arthur Millette, without question, um, but more so as a attacking, making plays in the backfield guy. You know, I mean, he's a certain kind of slot that's better near the line of scrimmage, and he showed that again today. I think his, I'm betting his, uh, value in the run game was noticeable, as well as making some plays in the backfield. This kind of goes hands in hands with Pierre and Millette, um, and I don't know exactly all the snap distribution, but I'm just giving a thumbs up to a backup secondary. I mean, 
four fifths of this thing was backup. And when you go to dime, it's, you know, pretty much the same, you know, and Brady did not tear them a new one. And I absolutely expected him to, I thought he would just have matchups galore to his liking and would pick whoever he wanted. And that's not at all what happened. Um, some situational defense, I think is absolutely a thumbs up, namely, Red zone, third down. I mean, you hold Tom Brady to four out of 14 on third downs and you toughen up in the red zone. And even though they gave him some extra extra opportunities with penalties and things like that, some goal line stands, we have not seen much clutch defense around here lately. There was a lot of clutch defense in this game. Uh, Collectively, defensively, tackling. You know, you knew you weren't going to be able to get super exotic with your coverages. But you couldn't blow tackles either. And when they make the catch, come up, make the play. You know, if if Fournette breaks through the first line, get him on the ground. You know, uh, I thought the collective tackling of the Steeler defense was superb. Um, I think we have to call out Sims as well. His return was awesome, and as was a punt return. So it looks like Gunnar Olszewski is totally an afterthought. Sims is the more explosive guy. I don't think Gunner could ever give you a 90-yard kickoff return. Uh, I was a little shocked Sims got caught, but so be it. They, I, I think it's also noteworthy, and they mentioned this on the broadcast, that the two dudes that tracked them down were the Bucks' two starting corners that are very good players. And kudos to that coaching staff for playing them on special teams. Not everybody does, and if they didn't, that might have been a touchdown. But Sims has been a dangerous return guy. It's great. I mean, this, this team needs every every little win in the margin they can possibly get, and that's one of them. Last thumbs up. I don't know if this will come to fruition or not, but sometimes games like this lead to long-term stealers. Again, I don't know if Josh Jackson had a good game or a bad game, but maybe he's done enough over this time. I'm just hypotheticaling here that, hmm, we picked this guy up for nothing. He's a keeper. You know, there's probably five to 10 names we can mention that might qualify. So I just have thumbs up, find some new players, question mark, you know, that aren't just, you know, pick them up off the scrap heap, get rid of them next week, you know? So that may come to fruition and it doesn't happen overnight though. So, okay, quick uh, break here. A few thumbs downs, again, not many, and a couple little other nuggets and we'll get out of here. down it has to be Dotson at left guard third straight bad game this one littered with penalties I thought for early in his career that he is a answer at the left guard position I I think left guard and I really do think they wanted green to win that job Um, just more athletic more upside and I think they're going to be in the market for a left guard you know he's proven to be Hard to count on from many levels. This was a rough game for Dotson yet again. Could that change and could get better throughout the year? Of course, but this is a bit of a trend. Um, I'm going to go thumbs down on the O-line overall. Not the easiest matchup. I mean, that's a good front that pressures you, comes after you, 
throws a lot at you mentally, um, big time run stuffers. But when I watch it a second time, I'll be shocked, and it might happen, that if I said any of the O-linemen had a good game, you know, a plus game. So overall, and especially the run blocking, there wasn't much there. Thumbs down on end arounds. I've seen enough end arounds. One a game's fine. Um, <laughs> and yeah, you can get some cheap yardage here and there. It's just smoke and mirrors nonsense. And it's almost just the waste of <laughs> snaps in the NFL are precious. You know, you only get so many of them per game. I just think when you hand the ball to Claypool or Deontay or whoever on an end around, not that you waste a snap, but you waste an opportunity to do something really good with a snap, you know, especially when you run them this often. The defense says, thanks, we'll give you the three yards, second and seven. We get to hit a wide receiver, which is always fun and high on the defense's, you know, to-do list. Um, I put Spillane on the thumbs down list because I do think he still gets picked on. And I think I put him on the thumbs down list like every week. But I also think Tomlin referenced things that you and I can't always tell. That Spillane played multiple positions. They always rave about his communication. And with that many more new guys on defense, maybe his playmaking or ability to cover players is lacking. Well, it is. I know it is. But maybe those other things make the other 10 around him better. So I wanted to mention Spillane, but I couldn't go quite so far to put him on a thumbs up. Uh, here's a thumbs down. Tomlin at the end of the half. Uh, you get the ball with, what, well under a minute. You have a lead. Sit on it. Be happy with it. You know, eat up the clock. Just make sure you don't hand it to Tom Brady. I mean, it's Brady on the other side. I feel like Tomlin's game management is always an issue. But in this particular instance, I absolutely believe that he handed the Buccaneers three points. Yeah, I mean, could have been a difference in the game. You can't do that stuff. So, I'm going to call out the bad stuff, too. Um, thumbs down. This is more of a, let's keep an eye on it because we don't have a lot of, lot to go off of. And it's not even the closest thing to being unusual for a rookie quarterback. Pick it in the red zone though. I, I mean, just think of it through his eyes. If you're 20 yards or closer to the line of scrimmage and you cram 22 big, strong, fast people in that area, things get much tougher the closer you get to the goal line. And many rookies can be a little gun-shy or anticipations is not quite there or arm strength's not quite there. And I don't think any of those things are long-term concerns, but picket in the red zone for me is an area of concern thus far. Again, I mean, every rookie quarterback goes through this. It's a really difficult spot to excel once you've, you know, when you're new to the league. I mean, these guys just move so well. Um, thumbs down. <laughs> Tom Brady's interest level. Uh, I mean, I don't know Tom Brady. Yeah, it, it is. He's got a lot going on off the field. Giselle, fine. I don't care what he does in his personal life, but everyone seems to be on top of it. He was a he was at Mister Kraft's wedding last night. <laughs> I mean, even if it's your best friend in the world, if it's your brother, if it's your son, your dad, don't go to a wedding the night before a game. That wasn't in Pittsburgh. I mean, I assume it was in the New England area somewhere. You went to a wedding. He missed a bunch of camp for personal reasons. 
missed some throws too. You know, like I just wonder, and I'm not saying that's the only reason Steelers won. Is Brady happy he came back? I bet deep down he maybe shouldn't be. So there's that. Um, so here's the last little nuggets to wrap up the podcast. It looks as though a lot is coming back next week. Don't write this down in stone, but the Friermuth, the Corners, KZ, Watt. Like, you may have, and I don't know what injuries came out of this game. I don't know of anything major. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Um, you probably won't have Pickett the way the NFL's going. I mean, concussion ruled out almost always since Tua missed the next week. We'll see. I mean, again, that's not the protocol, but it just seems like a overwhelming trend since the awful visuals of Tua. But other than that, you might be pretty loaded, especially on defense. That is pretty exciting to me. Um, and then lastly, just want to look at the division. And folks, I'm not saying, trust me, I'm not saying that the Steelers are going to win the AFC North. I'm not. But they're two and four, as are the Browns. Browns have lost three in a row and look horrible. Their defense is atrocious. The Ravens lost. The Bengals won. They're both three and three. I mean, you're only one game back in the division. You're closer to winning the the division than getting the first pick in the draft. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm kind of saying here. I think the Ravens have issues. I would certainly now bet on the Bengals to win the division. I think they're trending in the right direction. The Browns absolutely aren't, and the Ravens have some issues. And this leads me to my last point. Who are the good teams in the NFL? I mean, the good teams. I'm not talking about the Super Bowl teams. Who's the, Who are the good teams in the NFL? Again, there's a Four of them are still yet to play when I record this, so maybe I'll change my tune. Buffalo, Kansas City, Philadelphia are the best teams in the league. I think we'll all be cool with that. We watched the, the Bills. We watched the Bills battle the Chiefs. Again, I might eat my words on this. I think Dallas is absolutely a good team. I thought Tampa was a good team, and we're trending in the right direction, and I thought this was the wrong time to play the Bucs. Wasn't the best showing. Are they still a good team? I thought the Niners were a good team, and I'm going to brush this one off and say their defense was just too littered with injuries to succeed, but Jimmy's not the greatest. Uh, question mark. Good teams or not? Chargers? Vikings? Ravens? Bengals? We talked about them. Maybe. They could put it all together, but I don't look at them and think, wow, there's no chance anybody could beat those guys. Or the Steelers couldn't even hang with them on a good day. Kind of like the Bucks game. And then lastly, Giants? Question mark? Are the Giants good? I mean, if they are, that says a lot about the league. I mean, they're 5-1, and one, but they've outscored their opponents by 14 points, <laughs> despite being 5-1. and one. And their list of victories isn't all that impressive. Include. Green Bay is not a good team. You know, I'm, I'm certain of that. So, again, I'm not saying that the Super Bowl is within striking distance or anything of the sort for the Steelers or even the division or even the playoffs. But this league is pretty crazy now, and I don't know who's good, and I really don't think many are good. So, this was good, though. And we'll be back tomorrow. That's a wrap. Over and out.